Hi there, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching, and today we are going to cover what to do if you are parenting a sensitive kid stuck in the meltdown cycle and you happen to be watching or listening to this show in the middle of the night, right? So if you are struggling with managing your own worries, your own concerns about your child's future, about your family's present moment, then stick around. We're going to talk all about that on today's show. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Here at MTC, we help parents break out of the meltdown cycle in as little as eight weeks, and we do this over and over and over again. We've been working with families for many years. Hundreds of families have broken out of the meltdown cycle uh, with our team specifically, and I want to talk about a big thing that we hear Uh, that is likely something that you're dealing with right now as you're struggling with the meltdown cycle in your home. And this is related to your own stress management, right? So if your child is struggling, as a parent, we know that that is heartbreaking, right? Uh, When your child is struggling with whatever it is that they're wrestling with, and um, if your child is, is engaging in the meltdown cycle, if they're stuck in the meltdown cycle, then this is really difficult to manage emotionally for you as a parent, right? Your child might be hitting, kicking, screaming, running away, throwing things, uh, threatening, saying life would be better off without them, uh, they, you don't love them, that you don't understand them. And uh, this is really, really devastating to hear over and over again as a parent. And so what happens is you end up numbing yourself to this experience. You start to reference Uh, other past experiences where you might have gotten through hard times and uh, you start to separate yourself from the experience emotionally. I'm not saying uh, physically, you're still with your kid, right? And I'm not saying that that's happening all the time, but in survival mode, uh, it is very likely that part of your time with your child, you are you are actually stuck in compartmentalizing your experience. This is what we do as, as human beings when we're stuck is we have to be able to figure out how to tolerate pain. And the best way to tolerate pain is to mentally turn it off. Now, when we think about what that does for you as a uh, parent whose child is struggling, you know that this isn't going to be something you can turn off for for good. It isn't going to be something you can turn off for long, and likely is only it isn't something that you're going to be able to turn off in when in a way that you can control it. Right? It's not an, emotions aren't an on and off switch. You can't uh, just suck it up for for one minute and expect yourself to eventually let yourself feel the feelings about it. So usually those emotions come out in a, a focus to try to solve the problem, fix it mentality, right? 
if you view yourself as a, as a problem solver, it is likely that you are up all night Googling or worrying or both to try to break down what to do when your child is struggling. So you might have been even, you might have even found us and our team through a Google search or through a Facebook group recommendations, et cetera, right? And uh, this, this is good because it's led you to uh, something that's going to work for your family. And it's also true that it's very stressful to stay in this dynamic. So we're going to talk about a few principles that we teach our clients to break out of this meltdown cycle. One of the things that I think is really important to pay attention to first and foremost is number one, you have to be accepting the fact that your child is highly sensitive. This is a temperament trait. It is not a mental health diagnosis. It is not something that, that uh, is, is something that you need to look at your child like they're broken. It is actually not something to fix. The meltdown cycle is something to fix. Absolutely. You staying up late at night, wondering, worrying, wishing, uh, spinning your wheels, throwing things at the wall to see what sticks, trying to teach your kid coping skills only to drag them to the conversation. All of that, that's meltdown cycle behavior. That is not highly sensitive behavior as at its core, okay? So uh, if you're listening to this show, your job is to understand whether or not your family is stuck in the meltdown cycle and to take clear and consistent action towards that and to stay out of it, right? Now, whether you work with our team or not, that's the job you have. That's our specialty here at MTC. We are not regular run-of-the-mill parenting sensitive children, uh, uh, parent coaches here. We are meltdown cycle elimination specialists. That's what we do here at MTC. I have licensed clinicians on my team, licensed OTs on my team, and uh, the, the work that we do here is focused on breaking out of the cycle outside of the medical model because the medical model doesn't solve the meltdown cycle problem. What is the medical model? Applying therapy, uh, applying a medication to your child's needs and looking at this from a one-to-one mentality. Your child cannot fix the dynamic that they're in because the dynamic that they're in, the meltdowns, are caused by a family system problem. Okay, now a family system problem plus a combo of the of the temperament trait of uh, the highly sensitive personality requires you to be following a very specific uh, process. Right. So some of the things that we talk about are related to the principles of what we teach here at MTC, because the way that we teach what we teach has to be specialized to your particular family's needs and if you want to be working on this on your own, if you want to be working on, on solving this uh, by yourself first, that's your job, that's your prerogative, right? Uh, you have to be focusing on building your critical thinking skills because this is what we teach our clients. We don't teach our clients tips and tricks. We don't teach our clients uh, how to uh, tell their child about the personality traits so that their child feels better about themselves and it's all hunky-dory, right? We teach our clients how to manage their emotions consistently, and then we teach our, 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 our clients how to teach their children to manage their own emotions, because as your child needs to learn to manage their emotions, you are the change uh, agent for your child. You are the catalyst for change. So first things first, you have to assess that your child is highly sensitive. Now, there are research-backed self-reports available for you to do that, okay? That is a survey that's available right now based on, on the research. 
and it, it does not require a clinical assessment actually. So it is something that you can feel empowered to deal with now. The first piece though is to accept the fact that your child is highly sensitive and to follow uh, strategies and implied um, uh, and an implied focus that operates with that assumption. Okay, so uh, that's number one. Number one. Number two is that you are uh, not just assessing the, the fact that your child is highly sensitive and embracing that, right? You also need to be embracing uh, your own personal emotion management skills. Now, uh, number two, in terms of prioritizing yourself first, uh, that's really, really important to stop the worry train because you cannot solve something from a sense of fear. Uh, fear is only a motivator to take initial action. It is not a solution-focused emotion. Fear is not a solution-focused emotion. That means that you will not sustainably eliminate the meltdown cycle in your home if all of your behavior is driven from uh, fear from frustration from aggravation. That's an initial motivator for sure But it is not a sustainable motivator Fear will drain you so you need to be able to maintain your own emotional well-being your emotion um, Your emotion management skills. We need to require self-care wine is not self-care Netflix is not self-care uh, That's checking out. Those are those are uh, ways for you to uh, currently release the focus of your stress, but it does not release stress, okay? So, um, you know, managing your emotions through your own coping skills that are, are uh, much less focused on society's ways of compartmentalizing uh, is really important for you. So you need to find uh, those, those manners that help you calm down and release your emotion in the moment, all right? This is a new concept for a lot of people because many of us were uh, you know, conditioned by society, by our parents and, and, and or the combo pack of that to hold it all in until we explode or implode. And uh, that leads to a lot of uh, physical health issues, a lot of mental health issues in our society. It does not work for you in raising your child out of the meltdown cycle. So you can't hold in your emotions and grip the steering wheel of life and uh, you need to be able to tolerate your own emotions and, and process that. This is why when we, when we teach parents what it takes to break out of the pattern, uh, sending your child to work on themselves without you doing work on yourself first is not going to solve the problem, okay? It's a much longer road that way uh, by delegating your child's emotional health to someone else other than you in your household. Uh, secondly, uh, much longer and variable uh, is what I should say because you're not addressing your own emotional needs in that respect So you will look to get your emotional needs met by your child's emotional health and that is actually a um, Upside down process that will not solve the problem for your child because they already carry the heavy burden as a highly sensitive person without skills uh, to try to keep other people happy and so it is very overwhelming for sensitive children and compounds the issue of the meltdown cycle uh, thirdly, what you need to be able to do is to shift your focus uh, from worry to a sense of empowerment, right? Best way to do that is to find a process that works. Uh, because if you're just working on tactics, like teaching your child how to take deep breaths from their belly, for example, that's a tactic, right? Um, a, a tactic would be like if we are... Um, 
learning how to run a marathon, right? And the tactic is your foot strike, right? But actually completing the marathon over and over and over again and be able to run multiple consistent marathons requires more than just knowing how to strike your feet on the ground. It requires not just knowing what shoes ultra marathon runners use regularly, right? There's a multifaceted amount of tactics included in a process that allows you to consistently run marathons without injury and do that successfully, right? Parenting is like a marathon. Whether you have a highly sensitive child or not, you will need to continuously run with your child, run after your child, run in front of your child to catch the potholes first, uh, to lead them around them, or run uh, alongside your child, depending on your child's age, needs, and skill sets, right? So what's really important is that you are learning skills and strategies to address your concerns from a place of positivity, from, from a positive standpoint, okay? Knowing that you, you have a problem in your household and knowing uh, what, it, what the problem actually is, that there's a family dynamic issue, is one part of the puzzle. Knowledge, information is not transformation. That's really important. Knowledge will make you feel better for a short period of time. Uh, and so it is important for you to gain knowledge, right? But then to follow a process over and over and over again requires you to have someone who can look at where your, um, uh, where your foot is striking, right? And tell you if you're making changes that are moving you towards the process or not. So when you're shifting the dynamic in your home, it will be important for you to be noticed and watched by someone who knows how to break out of these patterns over and over and over again, right? Why? Because when you're running your own race, you won't be able to tell just by knowledge alone whether or not your foot strike is creating injury, adding problems to the dynamic. Uh, because if you've never run this marathon before, you've never made it to the finish line of breaking out of the meltdown cycle, you won't be able to notice if you're taking the the, the fastest path, if you're taking the most efficient path, or if some of the things that you're adding to the equation, like uh, those loop-de-loop -loop laces, for example, that are look cute on your shoes, uh, but actually don't keep the shoe tied tightly for, for long, uh, would be potentially adding uh, more challenges to the problem in the long run, right? So uh, one thing that we see as an example is that when parents start to notice that their child is highly sensitive, they start to use a lot more reassurance. Oh, this is really hard for you. I'll tell you that it's going to be okay. You don't need to be as worried. You're really worried. Okay, you don't. You, you don't need to be that worried though. Let's let's uh, let's let me help you solve this problem. I can be your buddy. All right. And what happens is you actually end up pacifying your child or coddling them in the dynamic when what you really think you're doing is noticing or validating their emotions. Now, validation is a much more complex skill than just helping a child feel understood in their emotions. And, and so it's, it's important for you to be not just feeling empowered through the information, but also following a process to break out of the pattern. Uh, and the, the process requires you to, to be using effective parenting strategies. That means that you cannot be using shame-focused parenting strategies, okay? Shame-focused parenting strategies like timeout will keep you worried. They will keep you stuck. 
All right. So again, like I talked about uh, earlier, the focus of this is how to eliminate the worry over and over and over again, how to stop thinking about the problem in advance. That's what worry is thinking about a problem, creating problems in your mind. Uh, it's a very inefficient and ineffective process. Um, and uh, will actually perpetuate the problem, right? Because your child can feed off of your emotional intensity. And it's very hard to just uh, hold it together if you don't have skills to manage your emotions, as well as uh, building skills to teach your child how to not absorb your feelings or uh, feel responsible for your feelings intellectually, even if they're not uh, empaths, but rather are empathetic, which is where most highly sensitive kids lie. So we think about being able to break out of this pattern you cannot be using timeouts you cannot be uh, sending your child to their room and you're going to end up doing that more regularly when you are operating from worry all right so you do need support you do need help in breaking out of this pattern because the meltdown is a symptom of your child feeling out of control right so you you can't be correcting your child's behavior by looking at their worst behavior right the, the behavior that you see the worst is their meltdown behavior. And if you're trying to correct behavior straight from there, rather than going upstream, you will actually keep yourself stuck and keep your child stuck because their most out of control behavior is just that, not controllable. Uh, so you can't use parenting strategies that, that teach you to control the behavior, like uh, punishment or um, uh, refusing to demonstrate unconditional love. Um, you know, I'm only going to show you attention if you knock that behavior off or if you show me respect, right? All of that is contingent care and your child will not learn when they don't feel understood. Now you can't, you have to make sure that you're staying in the middle, right? Like I said earlier, we're not talking about coddling your kids. We're not talking about enabling them and solving all their problems for them. That's not loving either. That's actually enabling, not just enabling, but it's treating your child like they're fragile and your child will feel anxious when you do that. Okay, they will not feel like they can trust themselves and they will avoid trusting you when you play in to uh, their, their um, need for uh, relinquishing control of, of, and responsibility. Okay, so you need to be able to, to use parenting strategies that in, encourage your child to take responsibility for developmentally appropriate behavior uh, and uh, that paces them to do that playfully right? You have to be using play in how you're teaching your child to manage their behavior. Play is the child's language and toys are their words. So it's, as I mentioned before, it's very difficult to be playful when you're constantly worried. It's difficult to relax. You need to be able to relax. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever been stressed out and somebody told you to relax, that's like the worst thing, right? So you can't turn it on and off, right? You have to be practicing this regularly. It's a lot easier to do that in a community. Uh, when you have a community of parents that are shifting out of this dynamic rather than complaining and, and, and worrying about it themselves, then it's, it's energizing, it's motivating, but it also helps you capitalize on that momentum that other people have built before you, right? If you're running a marathon and you are with a bunch of people that are already running the same marathon and maybe they've taken the same race before, it's easier for you to trust that you're making the right decisions, right? So that's what we talk about. So when we work with our clients, we don't do one-on-one -on -one coaching. We, it doesn't work because you can't see outside your own bottle. So you need to see other people in front of you doing the same thing over and over and over again and winning, 
even if they've only been doing it for an extra week or two, right? That's much faster. Uh, results are created that way when you can see right before your eyes that other parents who are just like you are improving their dynamic. And uh, that's really important to be able to not just trust blindly as human beings who are stuck in, in survival mode and you're just trying to keep it together and hope your kid doesn't lose their mind on a daily basis. It's really hard for you to, uh, to, to blindly follow a process. And we don't ask you to do that here at MTC. There are countless uh, testimonials on our website. There's countless stories. We have recordings of our clients and also our clients will uh, self-report uh, their progress and the work that we do and they do that spontaneously. Why? Because they want to see you win and because they know that winning alongside more parents who are winning helps them too, right? And, and you know that that's true as well. Community is so important as, as human beings. So you have to be connected to parenting techniques that require a community that is focused on growth, right? Not a community that is focused on deference to an expert, uh, but, but community that is focused on growth. That is so, so important. Uh, because you need to build critical thinking skills. So you, some of you might be listening to what we have to say and you might be thinking, okay, Megan, but what are the tangible practical decisions that you tell your clients to make on a day-to-day -day basis that help them stay out of the meltdown cycle? And, and I have to tell you that you're looking at this problem from the wrong angle if you're just looking for tangible practical skills. We teach that for sure to get you started and you have a lot of autonomy in your life. So I never want you to develop a sense of dependency on me by teaching you that, that there's one right way to do uh, deep breathing with your kid or that there's one right um, way to, to teach your child how to uh, talk about their emotions. That's just simply not the case. You need to be able to critically think on your feet to lead your child from a place of emotional safety, uh, emotional safety yourself, that requires internal confidence. We don't teach our our clients who are parents um, to you know to, to stop trusting their intuition. We actually help our clients return to their intuition by following a process, because that level of of skill set is necessary to build and foster a resilient child. Resiliency requires an internal sense of trust and an internal sense of control. That means that you can't give your power away to your child, your power to make decisions, your power to create safety in your household, your power to have your child emotionally connected to their goals and, and showing you their goals over and over again, showing you that they're reaching their goals. You can't look for your child to demonstrate that skill set before you teach your child the, how to develop the skill set. You have to cultivate that dream yourself, right? Uh, you won't be able to lead your child if you don't know what it looks like for your child to actually be thriving. You have to be picturing that in your mind and envisioning that for your family as well. And, and, and this is why mindset work is so, so important when you shift out of breaking out of this pattern. You have to be able to see that and believe that your child will uh, thrive and that your child is capable of thriving, even if you don't see it all the time right now. Uh, that is so important and that starts with you. Feeling like a capable person is the first component to uh, breaking out of the meltdown cycle that is necessary. So if you want our help to recharge, uh, restore or uh, re-energize re your sense of, of internal control of breaking out of, out of cycles in your own 
lifestyle and your own family dynamic, then we're happy to serve you in breaking out of that pattern. The first step is to take a phone call with our team, uh, to schedule that call to hear uh, from yourself what your your real problems are. We're going to give you the the opportunity to talk to a team member and digest what the problems are, uh, learn what it is that you're struggling with first, and then secondarily look closer at the clarity of what it's going to take to break out of the pattern that your family is experiencing. And that requires a conversation because if you are not sure what your family's goals are, right? If you're just hoping to be able to make it through dinner, uh, then that means that you're not dreaming big enough for what's possible for your child. Some of that requires a coach, right? And uh, this is why conversation with our coach is, uh, our coach is the first conversation is free because we need to understand how big of a dreamer are you and are you willing to do the work to make those dreams a reality? And uh, that's the, the first piece, right? Secondarily, uh, the, the conversation that we talk about, whether or not we can help you reach your dreams for your family, reach and break out of the meltdown cycle as the first step towards reaching your dreams, uh, that, that requires a conversation with our team. We need to be able to have an assessment call. And in that assessment, we're going to, to share with you our process uh, and, and work with you to personalize it in order to make sure that that's clear, okay? Now, uh, if that clarity resonates with you, then on that very same phone call, you can get started with our team right away because there's no reason to wait. I mean, if you're worried sick, then you're worried sick. It's time for you to stop feeling sick about your life and get into living, uh, living it and enjoying it, right? And it's really important for you to be owning that, that you can have that now. There's no need to wait uh, because tomorrow's not a guarantee. And so being able to, to, to decide and continue to work towards growth so that your family can have what it deserves in, in health and ha happiness, uh, it's really important for you to be prioritizing that now. Now, if the challenges that you're feeling or experiencing are not due to the meltdown cycle, we are, my team and, and myself, we are, we are equipped to assess that on one conversation. We will send you in the direction uh, to ensure that the resources that you're accessing are the proper fit. Uh, for your family's needs and we will help answer any questions related to that as well so that you know exactly what your next steps are by the time you finish any conversation with our team so that everybody who is seeking help from us uh, or invited to do so is uh, certain that they're in the right place and that that is the only you know the only thing that we solve is the meltdown cycle the shutdown cycle the refusal refusal cycle and uh, we serve you to break out of that cycle with your family okay Looking forward to speaking to you soon and have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So. To see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.